2: And it's uh, the Farmers' Day edition of the polls here on the Joy News Channel. Coming up this afternoon, government urged to consider providing boho facilities for farmers to reduce the cost of farming. We'll engage uh, 1996 best farmer George Alokodango, uh, who is making a case for government to increase investment in the agricultural sector to ensure food security. I wish that
3: the government can really see key farmers and create more bohoes, so instead yeah. of dams, we create more bubbles, Can generate them using generators or use
2: We have more coming your way shortly, and as the world observes the World AIDS Day, we bring you an exclusive interview with the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Chirma Ityahini. As we speak about these alarming figures in some parts of the country. And ahead as well, we'll talk about the new patriotic parties, parliamentary primaries. Uh, in the often constituencies as we put a spotlight on the ablikuma central constituency uh, we'll have one of the aspirants join us here uh, on the polls there's more coming over here on the polls uh, with me bless us uh, uh, we're on dstv channel 421 go tv channel 125 this is the polls brought to you by Global Communities Digni Lua for safe sanitation. Don't forget that we're on YouTube, uh, we're on Facebook as well, and MyJoyOnline.com. Joy News is independent, fearless, and credible. Welcome to The polls, We'll give you details shortly. Well, this afternoon as we celebrate farmers uh, across the country, stakeholders are pushing for government to increase investment in the agricultural sector to ensure that the country is food secure. My colleague Gaben Sabote engaged the 1996 National Best Farmer, George Alokudango, who is making a case for government to consider borehole facilities as part of incentives for farmers to reduce the cost of farming. And for those of you who, who missed it, here are excerpts of their conversation uh, from Polugo in the Upper East region. All...
3: When you go down, okay. you go down, we we'll started. Mm. Some have started doing only. Okay. Mm. But what I do is, have, uh, there's a man made lake here.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I have two big water pumps
4: okay.
3: that can supply the whole of The whole area. The whole yeah. 70 acres. The whole area is 100. But we're utilizing Are 70 at, at the moment. So you don't have issue with irrigation? No. The only problem is that the high cost
4: of fuel. Mm-hmm. What do you use the fuel for? For irrigating. We don't pump, pump inside
3: the pumping machines. machines. We are open and go with you, you see. Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay.
4: So, 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 and especially with the mangoes, uh, where they have gotten to, do you, yeah. have, do you still so, have to uh, pump to water them? Yes. Uh,
3: normally, at, at this their age, because of the weather here, you have to water at least twice. One, uh, twice mm-hmm. in, a mm-hmm. in a month. In a month? In a month. You give them water twice. Because of the harsh weather conditions. Mm-hmm. I way down south at this age. When it's about five years, you don't water them again. Okay, nice. All what you do is, you keep on spraying. Uh, spring okay. And uh, applying fertilizer. Okay. Yeah, the fertilizer application on the mango, is not like this thing. The mango tree, you dig the hole around it. She then uh, put the fertilizer on cover it. Okay. And when the water comes she see into a sheep.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. So how has it been, especially with the mango? Is
3: it difficult? Uh, the beginning was difficult because well, you know, after here people haven't tried mango. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, I decided to try it, try it. Uh, and it's been well. Mm. Ten years,
4: ten years or more than ten years ago you were declared the best farmer. Uh, Nationally, I mean, yeah. uh, the former yeah. president they always yeah. gave you all the necessary yeah. equipment, yeah. The cash prices, stuff
6: like
4: that. How was it like? I mean, what went into that? Yeah. What were some of the farming? I mean, uh, uh, products that you were harvesting or you were cultivating before
3: getting the mm-hmm. so this? I did a hundred three hundred. Uh, then I, here, the whole area is 100 acres, and I cultivated uh, 50 acres of meat, then I did a uh, sogui, uh, 30 acres, Then I had cowpea and, uh, uh, cow and soy 20 acres. I have a cattle ranch too. Uh, numbering 250 cattle. Wow! Uh, not the local type. Okay. Uh, the Burkina type. Mm-hmm. So I harvested. Doing, I harvested a lot of maize and rice that I used to supply to seed company. Mm-hmm. Most of my products were seed. Mm-hmm. I specialize in seed production. Mm-hmm. So if I was if I produce maize, is Satisfy seed rice, satisfy seed so that I send them to seed company. They clean, we bag them in kilos so one kilo, five kilo, two kilos for sale to input dealers. Okay, had input dealers who so will come and take it, lift it from me. And I can say by then you were a young man, so oh, uh, yes, very you young. Day. I won that. I was then about uh, 45 years old, mm. 44, 45 years old. Okay. Okay. So 1996. Okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was an accountant working with the Accountant General. Oh. I resigned in 1984 and went into farming, oh. and since then I haven't regretted. So you're a chartered accountant? Yes. I resigned at Accountant General as a principal accounting officer 1984. Arizona went into farming. So does
4: it mean the farming is paying more than being an accountant or the accountant yeah, at the time? Exactly, exactly. Can can that same story be said that uh,
3: currently now no. Because inputs have gone up very high. Secondly to the the you know the the soils here mm-hmm. are depleting the in the out. The Paulugu source. Yes. Uh, sorry. Not only really, the whole upper east region, upper west part of northern. See that the soil we have been utilizing the land for them. Now when you go in, either you apply more fertilizer, which is very costly and the ordinary farmer cannot afford. First you used to do one acre, one bag of fertilizer, can do it per acre. Now if you put one bag of fertilizer in an acre of maize, you see it grow yellow. So you need to increase it to about two or three bags acre before, you can get at least use that. are encouraging.
4: Does it mean the, the 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 capacity of the fertilizer that I used to do, let's say, one acre? The capacity has reduced, or the quantity? Is it the quantity that has reduced, or the,
3: it the is, quality? It is not the quantity. It's not the quality. It is the price, the cost, the cost. Okay, the cost have gone up, have gone up, and the the soils too have depleted. You know, if you have land that you keep on cultivating it mm-hmm. year in, year out. Definitely, the input, the agrochemicals, and the what what you put into that same soil, mm-hmm. to be able to harvest your maximum use, you need to increase. Okay. That brings a uh,
4: high cost of it. Uh, mm-hmm. So does it mean now it costs more to do farming than previously?
3: Yes. 20 years ago when you received it the cost Now, 20 years ago, I think I was paying... Those days was 3 cities, 50 pesos. Now, uh, doing by day, you have to pay 50 cities. If you are lucky, 40 cities. Because well you have to give the laborer 10 cities for food. Then at the end of the day, you give that same laborer 30 cities. So that means you've done and uh, we start, but we don't come early. Sometimes we start nine or ten and we close three or four. And you we'll go for a break. Okay. One hour break. Okay. So you see that in the end, maybe you have been working for just about five hours. And the fellow takes fifty guns. Wow. You see. Okay. But those days oh come early, the soils are good, farm and you get a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: What about the services of these tractors and stuff? That's we I understand they are uh, also
3: very very tractor services very costly. That's why during Lawrence's time, uh, we got tractors. What he did was that there was something like KR 4 this thing, the Japanese grant. Police went to Japan, we got a Japanese grant. That grant they weren't giving cash. The Japanese were bring in uh the agric prints. implements like tractors they are trellis, they are plow, harrow ridges, and they brought in the uh, cultivators, they brought in harvesters, stretchers, combined harvesters for those of us who are in Fongisi. So those days, you don't need to go and waste one month in Fongisi uh, to harvest your rice. You could even get to a Greek, just go to a Greek engineering, and they will bring in uh, combine, come and harvest and pay in kind or in cash but this is that Japanese can't, it's no more, more. Mm-hmm. so I wish that if the government can't I mean revamp it mm-hmm. but there's plenty for food and jobs yes, there's plenty for food and jobs but if you are planting for food and the farmer the ordinary farmer here look at what we are doing, see that we are using hands yes. that we should have had a stretcher to come and stretch but the stretchers are not there you
7: understand?
3: Yes. Uh, Rollins' time, there were key, he noted key farmers like me. We had regional key farmers, district chief farmers. They were giving this input and they in turn help the farmers around them. Like as I'm here, I have 250 farmers. Out of them, 100, men I men, 150 female. So you can see that if you have women, you have to work hard for them because they are not like men. Yes. See? And now it's there is no more. <laughs> but now, it's no more because you, pl- you do all the services, you get your produce, no market. Mm-hmm. That is one major thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have market. Market's you market for yeah. rice, market for maize, you don't get market. They brought in this uh, school feeding and they lifted some. Mm-hmm. Right the they lifted lift some. So they will not buy all? They will not buy all. Why? Well, you see that they will going get from elsewhere, Okay. you see. So do you have
4: rice in stock? Uh,
3: currently, stock? I don't have rice in stock. We are now preparing to go and have it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the school feeding has also helped in a way. Yeah, the school feeding has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Said, it has uh, helped uh, uh, take, uptake some of our produce, okay. like rice, you send it to seed company. They will mail it, and then uh, you, they will also pick it. As for me, they come, they will, Unlike Ibuze, they feel it. No, they will come and they will win. They will bargain. They tell you the price.
2: And be sure to watch a playback of that conversation on all of our social media handles and at myjoyonline.com. But it's also bringing to the fore the concerns of the average farmer out there as we celebrate the uh, National Farmers Day. Uh, Joining us now is Bismarck Ousutete, head of programs at uh, the President Farmers Association joining us uh, via Zoom now. Thank you so much, sir, for spending some time with us. And you've worked closely, I must say, with uh, you know, farmers across the country, so you know what their concerns are. At least the 1996 best farmer is talking about some mechanized boreholes j- just to help uh, an all year round irrigation type of uh, farming. But beyond these concerns, what, what are the uh, you know, imminent uh, policy measures you would say that government needs to consider? Uh, in a bit to improve the livelihood of the average farmer.
5: Well, thank you very much, and a good afternoon to your viewers. Uh, let me also use the opportunity to uh, wish all our farmers a very happy Farmer's Day. Uh, we know it's not been easy trying to farm and uh, produce food in the most difficult of situations in the country. It's one of the uh, sacrifices that they've been doing, and we used to use this day to. To commend them for how far they've brought the the nation. Uh, Zooming in on your question regarding what needs to be done immediately, I think uh, first and foremost, the the challenges are enormous. But let me just try and see if I can prioritize a few that we could we could see if government would pay attention. First and foremost, one of the major problems that we face as farmers is access to credits. Now a lot of times you hear people say that why is it that farmers always want government to provide support for them? Why do they want support in terms of input support, in terms of seed support, in terms of fertilizer or any other services? And then we say that probably is because the, the environment is not conducive for us to get distance at very good rates. My brother. or if you want to go into production and you need capital, you need to go to the bank to get a loan. The least interest rate you are paying on that facility is about 35%. And that's, that is in addition to you providing a collateral to the bank. If you Even if you are going into production, that's the actual work on the farm, then the probability of you even getting the loan is very low because the banks will tell you that aggregate is risky, so they will invest their money. So even the finance that goes to aggregate even goes more at the at the end of the value chain, maybe for processing or for aggregation. For that, they are comfortable to, to fund, but not actual production. So it means that the cost of producing, as the National belt Summer alluded to, the cost of input, seed, fertilizer, the cost of services, mechanization and the rest, are so expensive that it makes it difficult for the average farmer to be able to afford those particular inputs and produce enough for us. So one of our major challenges is how we can ensure that we are able to get some kind of facility that's able to enable us to get the input we need. And anytime we talk about it, you hear the narration about, oh, there is the Gesal, there is the Development Bank, as I said, those interventions do not even support direct production. They look at the extreme end of the value chain. And that's a major problem. Secondly, we're also talking about agricultural infrastructure. And what do I mean? We are, we are heavily reliant on rain-fed agriculture. If it rains, we do very well. If it doesn't rain, we are in trouble. The challenge is that how come 60 years from independence, we've not been able to put up adequate irrigation facilities across the country. Whether small dugouts, whether a huge multipurpose dam, whether a borehole that can provide water, how come we've not been able to make that a priority to ensure that every year, every season, the farmers can continue to do their farming? The third part has to deal with how we deal with issues around the harvest. As I mentioned, because we are always relying on the rain, we have just one season. So when we produce at a point where we are harvesting, there, there are a lot of the food 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 produce for the market. It's this we a lot of gluts and process losses. How how is it that we don't have a system where we can purchase and buy these produce for farmers, store them, and then I'll wait for the lean season and release them to the markets? In that way we are stabilizing prices. But somehow we are having an approach that is not holistic enough. So today, you hear government say, I'm being one one factory. They do some shoddy work, and they say, they're okay. You hear them say, we are being one district, one warehouse. They put up one or two warehouses, and they say, we have arrived. Uh, and, in fact, say, we uh,
2: and in fact, the latest is the uh, planting for food and jobs uh, phase two uh, that we're currently uh, running. Uh, I'll take your thoughts on that policy and how to improve it, but this is also happening at the time when, of course, government is considering, uh, some, considering some level of uh, import restriction. That will definitely mean that we need to boost significantly our domestic production in the areas of rice and other cereals as well. Uh, but looking at the outlook uh, of where we are in terms of our production stock, do, do you feel uh, that, that, you know, government has done well in, in securing domestic production that would then, in your to our benefit, if indeed were to uh, apply this import restriction policy that government is seeking to do?
5: Well, regarding the import restrictions, uh, our position has been very clear on that. Uh, We have the view that, in principle, we agree with government's decision or the fact that government is able to conceptualize the idea to restrict the importation of some particular commodities to the country. Mm. Case in point is rice, Because we believe that, as a country, we have the capacity we have the comparative advantage to produce rice to meet local demand and even exports. So it makes sense if there's a bar regarding the number of rice we can bring into the country. But there's a caveat. The fact that you are putting a restriction on these commodities means that internally, you have put in place factors to ensure that there's sustainable production of those commodities. Where in the next one or two years, will not come back to the same situation again. And that's where we have a major challenge with governments that if you seek to import rice, what are the laid down structures or measures that you can put in place to empower the local rice farmer to ensure that he produces sustainably? And that is missing. How how well have you provided irrigation facilities across rice-based areas in the country? How well have you given mechanization a major thought? If you listen to a lot of our members wanting to rice production, one of their major problems is that when they have, when they time for harvesting, access to combined harvesters is a major problem. There are a lot of farmers across the northern part of the country where they are ready to harvest. They don't get access to these combined harvesters. And then when the dry season sets in, and the fire setting, they set their whole rice on fire and they lose all their, their investments. So if as a country it's not invested enough in mechanisms to ensure that we have adequate combined harvesters, that will ensure that oil and we are having then that's a problem. I see. If we don't have a system where we are purchasing the rice and putting them in stock, so that as a country, we can have a strategic stock of rice available so that we know that even if you are not doing oil, we still have a lot of rice that we can go and bring with the country. Mm. If this system cannot simply be then become very difficult. Okay. For government to I... say that you are bombing or you are restricting.
2: Yeah, and, and I get the point you're making there. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's all, about, it's all about laying the foundation right and getting things right from the start. Uh, and that's, that's feeding, uh, and that's indeed feeding into the whole conversation surrounding the planting for food and jobs phase two that government is running now. And um, th- th- that's been the flagship project for the Greek ministry, even as we celebrate National Farmers Day today, the government going big on that policy. Are we on the right track?
5: Well, I think that the PFJ phase two, the minister really began well.
2: Hello, Pisma? It was at least can you hear me? Uh, okay, just take that point for me again. Yes.
5: Yeah, I mean the PFJ, I think the, the 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 ministry started very well. Uh this minister at least tried to do a lot of engagements and consultations to get Feedback from stakeholders: We like the approach that is a value chain based, in the sense that the interventions are not starting and ending only at the provision of inputs, but providing of services like mechanisation up to warehousing and markets. So that's good. But we are beginning to get worried regarding how the ministry wants to implement the PFD 2.0. And if you are not careful, you might go back to the days of PFD 1.0. And let's give me a minute and let me just explain. Under the PFDA 2.0, if you read the implementation modalities, the plan is that the government is going to work through what we call the anchor farmer mm-hmm. or the aggregator. Right. Meaning the aggregator is responsible for, for providing inputs and services to the smallholder farmer. So meaning government comes nowhere close or nowhere near direct provision of inputs. That's the plan of the PFJ-2. So for us, it was a bit shocking when we read in the 2024 budget that governments had already procured seed and fertilizer under PFJ-2 for oh. 2023. And that's a bit shocking to us because there's no way in the plan that government is supposed to do that. In any case, for 2023, the, gov- the ministry just about two months ago laid an expression of interest for aggregators to apply. Mm. The mm. results are not yet in. So on which basis the ministry procure and provide the inputs? And to which farmers benefited? Because we had a lot of discussions with farmers across the country. And it appears that no farmer benefited from this. I see. So we are saying that if there is no clarity and transparency in the P2.0 and we are repeating the mistakes of P2.0 uh, 1.0 then you should get to a point PFJ 2.0 may fail. Mm.
1: Interesting
5: so, points.
2: Interesting yeah, points so,
5: that, yeah. uh, that's, that's an area that if the ministry is really ready to work with stakeholders, there's one thing that is very clear about. There should be transparency in how the PFJ 2.0 is going to work. If there's transparency, we are going to get all of us to work together. But if in the beginning we are trying to hide information or you are trying to conjure figures that's Cannot be traced or they are not credible, it gives room for worry. And I'm afraid that if care is not taken, this PMD 2.0 might fail.
2: I see. Uh, We wait to see what the outcome will be. Grateful for your time, Bismarck Tete, head of programs for the Peasant Farmers Association. Uh, Well, we know that a new maize hybrid seed uh, produced or introduced by the uh, King Seed is set to improve maize production in Ghana from the current 2.5 to 3 million metric tons to 10 million metric tons. Uh, per hectare. Director of uh, Seeds Operation as the Keen Seed, uh, Martini uh, Prasana, uh, at a briefing in, uh, and also an inspection of a maize demonstration farm uh, at Sika uh, near the Nkransa area, indicated that the new variety has what it takes to increase farmers' yield and make Ghana a net exporter of maize in the coming years.
5: Hybrid maize
8: seed introduced by King's Seeds, a subsidiary of Kingdom Exim, has the capacity to increase the country's present yield per hectare of 2 to 3 million metric tons to up to 10 million metric tons or more. Maruti Prasanna is the director of seed operation at King's Seeds.
9: Today if you see uh, the maize uh, in uh, Ghana, the average yields are around 25 to 2.7 metric tons per hectare so we realized that there is no very good uh, seed available in Ghana to increase the average yields so we brought in uh, hybrid seed from India through king seeds and uh, planted both in Ghanaian method where there is less population and also with high population and uh, we after two months uh, three months we can see that in the high population, we see the yields can be close to 10 metric tons or more than that. The performance of the hybrids doesn't change with the high population, more the population, more the yield. And uh, we can see our vision is to see a happy, smiling farmer.
8: Maruti Prasana is optimistic that the new variety of seeds. Well aside, the improvement of the finances of the local farmers also help in making Ghana a net exporter of maize in the coming years.
9: If you see Ghana is a a, a net importing country, means what is produced in Ghana may not be enough to feed the people. So now when more and more farmers adopt our uh, seeds, Ghana will become a net exporting country. That will mean a lot of foreign currency will come into the country. So Ghana can export to the neighboring countries after feeding their uh, p- population, the people, as well as the uh, animals.
8: Bono East Regional Director of Agriculture, James Adu, who was part of a team of experts to inspect a demonstration farm in Sika, stated that the new variety is capable of helping boost the region's maize production, which is in line with government's Planting for Food and just Phase 2 program, which allows farmers to choose from the various maize varieties in the markets
4: with this high yield, per the figures we are getting, if uh, it's going to give us that some year, then when we promote it, it will equip our maize production, it will increase the maize production, especially yield productivity per acre. So once the productivity improves, then it means we are going to get more food. And with the PFG 2, the planting for food and job is 2, that is coming. That is where government is targeting. Chairman Francis is a farmer
8: whose farm was used for the demonstration of the two seeds, Spring 26 and Tamer 02. He explained that the new King's hybrid seeds will help farmers in the area in terms of yield and asked that it is easy to plant compared to the existing local seeds
4: year biya na miduia luka dada na fiwe na hwia omo eyi omo dia buwe na miduia mo be weni yesene luka na miduia dada no tse se eduia no ne matae no ne matae no e bata ne na utunse
8: Producers of the new King's Seas are however optimistic that the new variety is the best option for commercial and small farming because of its high yield potential. Anna Sabit, Joy News, Sika in the Nkransa North District.
2: So once again, we're wishing uh, all of our farmers the very best uh, in the year. Waiting on a tax
0: return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.
2: to come. But back here in Accra, the Lepers Aid Committee, in collaboration with the Omega Lion Club of Accra, is organizing a musical concert and a fundraising event to actually build a kitchen for cured lepers at the Wager Leprosarium. And uh, Father Campbell is leading the uh, initiative, is joining us uh, in studio with more. And we also have uh, Hector uh, the Omega Lions uh, Char- uh, Charter President uh, all joining us in studio and indeed it's a blessing that we are talking about farmers and also Reverend is also surprising us in studio. How nice to see all of you join us. Welcome to the program. Uh, and, and Reverend we, we, we know about your continuous uh, advocacy and how you of course uh, mobilize resources to support uh, cured lepers but this time round, you're doing this with the um, Lions Club. First of all let's talk about the musical concert and why it's so relevant to, you know, helping raise funds, as we can see on the screens now. Just walk us through what we're expecting at this it's concert.
7: on Sunday, at Christy King Parish Hall at 5 p.m. in the afternoon. Winnipeg Youth Choir will lead us in a musical concert uh, to raise funds. Uh, we have this every year, but this year is special because the Lions Club, the Omega Lions Club came to see me in December, a new club. And we want a project to do in, in, in wage. We want to help you, Father. I said, you've come the right time. I said, I want to build a kitchen. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. But you need
2: the support. <laughs> and I need
7: 550,000 CDs right. to build the kitchen. Because I've noticed that many of the lepers, they, they haven't got the, the, the fingers and the hands to be able to, to cook properly. You see them trying to, with a boxing match is trying to light a yeah, fire. They can't hold, it's difficult, it's, yes. very difficult. I said, no, let me get get Let me get a, build a kitchen for them, and I'm hiring a, a, a cook, and we're going to give them a good hot meal every day. So I told the lines, you're coming the right time to come and help me. I need your help. So that's why I, I'm very happy. Yes. It's not the first time they've been to wager. They've helped us many times over the years. There was one time, remember, the, the gutter at the very back, the, 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 the heavy rain went and knocked down all the walls, yes. and they came to help us. They've been so good to us. This time... they're
2: Enhancing it, yes. And and we must lot the the Lions Club for doing that. Uh, But but the president will have to speak for the group uh, because this is not the first time you're supporting uh, the cured lepers. What's giving you that urge almost all the time to want to support and reach out to this uh, community? Okay, thank you. Um, In lionism,
10: if we charter a club or we form a new club, the club supposed to take inaugural project. Right. So my mother club is um, Accra Premier Lions Club. Okay. Who has been working with uh, Father Campbell. Campbell. El- yes. Mm. Mm. So when, they, when we were chatting, they advised me, if I can go to Father and ask Father if we can do something. So when I got to Father, Father said, oh, you are here at the right time. Right. He said, As he's yeah. pointing out, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I asked Father, what can we do to help? And Father listed a whole lot of lists for us. <laughs> and uh, I went back and met my board, and we discussed it, and we selected the kitchen.
2: Okay, so you decided that you're going to help with the kitchen. Yes. Mm.
10: Why, the reason why we selected the, the kitchen, kitchen yes. was that um, one of our thematic area of service is feeding the hungry. Oh. So if Father wants to be providing meal, hot meal for the inmate at the wager leprosyrum. Then it's good we provide the kitchen so the father will continue to
2: feed and, and I must point out that, you know, it, it shouldn't just be the Lions Club. More and more people should come around and support. Reverend, what, what, what message do you have to that on, on the need to have more Dome-Mod people come up and, and to support?
7: Domewit are going to supply the roofing. Right. And they've given us all pots and pans mm-hmm. and all sorts of So Dome-Mod are doing that. Mm-hmm. The Indian Women's Association and the Indian community are going to do the foundation. Oh. And the young man at Christ the King, Edward Erskine, is going to do all the woodwork inside when we have finished the building. So people are contributing. So we just pray that on Sunday more people will That's come uh, to come and support us and be able to put this building up. I'm praying and hope yes. that by the end of January for World Leprosy Day we can cut the sod. And we start that building in a few in a matter of, so, so have you started, you know, something I mean, somewhat sorry, and Nothing is, has started yet. Lions Cup, they're going to do all the work. They've right. got all the architectural drawings. Mm. And they've got the engineers. They've got everybody. Right. So we've no problem there. So we just need more, more people,
2: to come, people to come on board.
7: But not only yeah. that, you know, after we've built it, I'm asking people to come and help us. You know, at times in the morning you see a box of or chicken or um, plantain outside our house. People just come and leave and go. I want more people to come. Eggs, fish, chicken, milk, whatever, bread, you know, so we can feed all of them. This will keep us going and help us to be able to feed them every day, to give them at least one good meal a day. That's my aim.
2: Uh, and, and we'll definitely get there. Uh, but uh, Hector, let's talk about the event as well. Uh, how can people be a part of it? When is it happening? What's the time and the venue? Okay, The
10: event is uh, coming Sunday right. at Christ the King. Christ the King is just opposite the, the Jubilee, Jubilee House, House yes. or the Flagstar House. Right. And uh, the time is 5pm. Hmm? We are starting 5pm. We are inviting the whole public. Everybody can come. It's free. We are not taking gates or anything. Um, uh, Winneba Youth Choir will be we'll there. Will come and support. Yeah, to support. Yeah. And we are inviting everybody. We are appealing to the whole public. They should come and support us to put up this building for the lepers so that Father can give them the hot meal that he produced.
2: And I believe that as the Lions Club, we have more plans in place to yes. support and to contribute some yes.
10: more. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we, we started... Uh, Meeting some of the organizations, some people promise to give cement, some promise to give cash. Yeah. So, um, appealing to all, we need more. Right. And if we even have more than what we want, we can continue to feed this, and we yes. can even do more. We yeah. can go
2: up and do more. So, one more time, 5 p.m. Christ the King, Um the parish hall. Uh, Yes, uh, the partial. Uh, but for those who are Christians as well and who are watching us, who, you know, the, the Bible talks a lot about giving. Are there some, you know, teachings there to support and to augment, you know, this whole push and call for the need for us to support? Mm.
7: When I was hungry, Mm -hmm. you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. It's all over the Bible, giving and sharing to give. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So we're asking the people, you know, give. It's Christmas. The greatest gift we have is the gift of Jesus Christ when he was born, when God the Father sent him into this world. He gave us the gift of the Son of God. So we have to imitate. We've also got to give. And the happiest people today are the people who give. They're the happiest people. When you give, you always feel a joy and peace and happiness. And people have been very good to me. I mean, this is just one project. Yeah. I have other projects. You know, People are helping me. On other, the Latter-day Saints are going to help me. With the uh, laboratory at uh, Wager. Right. uh Ghana Gas Company are going to build a sports center for me, so I can have v- uh, volleyball, football, swimming pool, and others, and be able to put the monies I get from the fees I be able to take care. Of. I mean, there's so much happening, so much happening that you know I'm, I'm I'm so grateful to 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 the people who support us in every way, and I know God will. Well, indeed. Bless
2: indeed. Uh, and that's why we also need you to be out there to come out in your numbers, 5 p.m., Christ the King uh, Parish Hall, and then we'll be raising uh, some uh, funds, some more support on the 3rd um, of December, Sunday the 3rd of December. Uh, and there you have it on your screens, uh, the musical concert and fundraising, uh, all in support of, uh, of the Cured labors. And Hector, you, you have some word for, for our viewers as yes, we
10: um, please, if you want to support us, we have a Momo number and bank.
2: Oh, is. okay, yes, let's yeah. share that.
10: So the Momo number is zero two four, three three, two six six, four three.
2: The number again. So it's on your screens as well. For those of you who want to pick that, is zero two four, three three two, six six. Four, four three. three. The, the, the name is uh, Andrew Campbell. That's yeah, that's the, the, the name on it.
10: Yeah, right. and we also
2: have bank details at ADB Bank, right? Accra Reach. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but it's on the screen now. for For those of you who want to catch the details, you can just do that now. Uh, you have that uh, at the bottom part of the um, graphics you see on the screens right now. So the number once more: zero two four three three two six six four three. Uh, and the name is Andrew Campbell. And then, uh, of course, uh, for those of you who are doing banking, it's uh, ADB. You see the account number there. Uh, there's 10, uh, I believe, 1010156961302. Zero zero That's the account number. You should be uh, also putting that in. Uh, Father Campbell, your final words for well,
7: It's just to say thank you. Thank you to Joy. You've been supporting me all these years. You even gave me an award earlier on. In- yeah, you know,
2: for the change makers. You know,
7: and all the benefactors and friends who, who help us you know, over the years, not just today. I mean, I'm 50 years taking care of wager lepers. I'm 50. and all those years, the people who've helped us and the friends and then I say, thank you very much. God bless you and continue to support us. To help the poor and the needy, I am most grateful. God bless
2: you. We say, God bless you too, uh, for the great work you're doing uh, to support uh, this less privileged people. And also, Hector, thank you uh, for joining uh, us. You're watching uh, the polls here on the Join News Channel. We're taking a break when we return. Uh, we'll talk uh, about the World AIDS Day. In fact, the uh, National AIDS Commission is out with. Uh, a caution to the general public. In fact, let's get to that conversation now. Joining us is the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, uh, Dr. Chima There are a number of activities happening leading to uh, you know today, uh, where the AIDS Commission is sending a message out to the general public about the need uh, you know for awareness uh, creation and all others. Um, Director General, thank you for joining us uh, here on the Pulse. W- first of all, w- what's that on call to the youthful population and what would you want them to know about the World AIDS Day?
11: Thank you, Blizzard, for having me and good, good afternoon to your cherished uh, viewers. Yes, the, as you know, the December 1st is designated by the UN as the uh, World AIDS Day. And on that day, we uh, create awareness about the epidemic and we also take stock of what we have achieved so far, uh, the challenges we are having and what we need to do to end AIDS because we have the tools, we have the strategies, we have the policies that can enable us end AIDS by the year 2030. But the one critical issue is risky behaviors that Ghanaians are involved in, which uh, invariably expose them to HIV infection. And so our call to young people is the fact that more and more young people are becoming sexually active, and unfortunately they do not use protection, and here I mean condom. and one major concern is the fact that they are having multiple concurrent uh, sexual partners and that Jeez. is is a, is a big problem because that is a high risk behavior and that has the high potential of uh, exposing them to HIV uh, and other sexually transmitted infections and so our uh, call to young people is that yes We are still preaching the ABC methods of prevention. It is better for young people not to engage in sex. And that is the best way of protecting oneself because uh, sexual activity accounts for about 80% of new infections in the country. And therefore, young people uh, are encouraged to abstain from sex that is uh, That stands for A. A stands for abstinence, sorry. B, if you cannot abstain, then it is important for you to find somebody who doesn't have HIV. And, of course, you must not have it as well. Both of you should test to know that you are both HIV negative. And then be faithful to each other. As long as you continue to do that, then you are uh, uh you, you you don't have any problem but if you cannot do any of the two then you have to use condom correctly and consistently okay time you have sex.
2: in the last few days uh, we've been seeing you know a number of uh, figures uh, being put out there So many figures, Uh, and I've seen flyers all over the place uh, talking about varied numbers. There's that for the greater Accra region, the Ashanti region. I mean, just walk us through the the regional breakdown if you do have the time, at least for uh, the, uh, let's say, flashpoints, if we we should be describing them as such, uh, of the the kind of uh, surge in numbers that we're seeing, giving, you know...
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
2: The updates in terms of the numbers. What, What can you share with us?
11: Well, uh, what we know is that HIV is, is uh, across all the uh, 16 regions of the country. So the region with the highest prevalence um, are many those in the south and the middle belt. So you have Bono region, you have East you have uh, greater Accra, Ashanti, uh, Western, Ahafo, uh, and this, of course, Volta is also uh, featuring prominently recently. And it is important that uh, we all recognize that the HIV is still a problem in this country, and therefore everybody has to take, you know, uh, the necessary precautions. Uh, and so the, the original breakdown, uh, in terms of prevalence, let's start with, in terms of prevalence, we have, one sec, yes. Greater Accra, let's talk about Greater Accra first. Greater Accra has the largest HIV population, uh, followed by Ashanti, uh, and I I think it is uh, understandable that Greater Accra and Ashanti have the largest share of the Ghanaian population. So obviously you are most likely to find more HIV cases in these uh, regions, but when it comes to new infections, uh, we're seeing uh, more number of new infections in Greater Accra, in Ashanti, Eastern region, okay. uh, you know, and and the rest.
2: All right. Uh, thanks for the update. Uh, that's the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, uh, Dr. Chairman Tuahini. Uh, also joining the conversation now is uh, Queen Lady Nana Yan Miss Malanka 2023, who's using uh, the power uh, of uh, her activism uh, to promote awareness around uh, the situation. Uh, she's working in collaboration with the Ghana AIDS Commission to try as much as possible to uh, promote awareness and education on this. Uh, thank you so much, Nana uh, and SACO for joining us. Uh, let's start off with what you plan to do uh, now that you are, you know, partnering the AIDS Commission uh, to champion awareness.
6: much for this wonderful opportunity. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Director-General for the Ghana AIDS Commission, Ms. Malaika Ghana, and you for giving me this wonderful opportunity. First of all, as a queen, my duty is to give back to the society because I am the representation of the youth. And so, yes, I'm basically, I'm supposed to give back to the society. And for Miss Malika, I are supposed to choose a project to do. I decided to choose um, HIV because of the fact that the numbers keep going up. And by doing so... I decided to embark on a campaign called the Live On campaign to reawaken the awareness of HIV, using edutainment
9: and so
2: Okay, uh, We seem to be having some uh, challenges with, with the connection there. We're we'll just uh, trying to re- re-establish connections. Uh- Um, To to these uh, two individuals Uh, and and apologies for that. You you were just talking about your roadmap and what you intend to do. Uh, Share that with us as you speak about edutainment, which is one of the key um, aspects uh, in terms of the focus that you have in driving awareness around uh, uh, HIV AIDS. Uh, and Director General Hine is also with us. Uh, Director General, this is uh, much more about the youthful population of the of the country, uh, and uh, of course, interventions such as getting icons and people to join forces to promote awareness is something that that should be key to the AIDS Commission. What, what more are you doing beyond partnerships with with the likes of Nana Sako? So what we are doing is first of all
0: to
11: Work with all the various uh, youth organizations, uh, the National Youth Authority, um, the, youth, the National Service Scheme, the uh, Youth Employment Agency, and we are going to extend it to the Youth Start and all the places where we can find young people. Uh, to work with. And these young people uh, will be engaged by their own kind, who are influencers, who are mentors, who are role models to really get them to understand uh, the issues about HIV, the risk that they take, that are leading to, you know, infections among them. And sadly, you know, we continuously receive calls from young people Uh, who are crying that they are infected they've been diagnosed and that they don't know how it happened Uh, some of them it's just one time sexual encounter and uh, they got it and so it is themselves to define how they would want to address the HIV problem that is where we are Ms. Malaika has come on board. So the young people will be engaging um, uh, uh, each other and try to see, work out how they can, you know, keep themselves uh, out of this problem because we expect that with the technologies we have, the drugs, the medications, the programs and everything, we should it should be possible For us, not only to end AIDS, but also to have a generation free of HIV. Mm. And if we can achieve that, we need to work with the young people. I see. Because they account for about a third of new investments in the country. Mm.
2: Uh, There's a question about funding and how you're intending to raise more funds in terms of your campaign going forward. Uh, but first, uh, let, me, let me just try uh, one more time to see if we can um, reconnect with uh, Queen Lady nanayan sako uh, Ms. Malaika 2023. Uh, you were just talking about edu- edutainment there, a, a key focus for your campaign. Uh, going forward, in, in terms of creating awareness, how do you intend to do that? Hello. Uh, we can yes, loud and clear. We can hear you now.
6: Okay, thank you. So, I will be embarking on a behaviour change campaign targeting at um, targeting adolescents and young women in schools and out of school, and by doing so, we are going to de- uh, develop. Um, TV skits, using entertainment on YouTube, um, TV shows. We are going to throw challenges at the youth to create the awareness or to reawaken the awareness on HIV in Ghana.
2: I see. Uh, and of course, you started uh, by also working with the with Ghana AIDS.
12: Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money a Wells Fargo CD account or you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us.
0: Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Commission, so uh,
2: what message do you have for the youthful population, especially those who are watching us now in terms of what you'd want them to know uh, about uh, the HIV AIDS condition and and what more education are you providing on that?
6: Yes, I want them to know that if you have unprotected sex, you're putting yourself at a higher risk of getting HIV. And now it's evidence that HIV is not a death, um, a death sentence because when we find out that you have HIV, you are put on antiretroviral medication. But then that shouldn't give you the the chance to do whatever you like, like engaging in risky sexual behaviors and all of that. And so we are going to be. Advising the youth, we are going to be organising shows to reawaken their awareness on HIV. And are you with me?
2: Yes, I'm right here. So if you could just land on that point for me.
6: Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, so so I, I also wanted to touch on, you know, the point about what you're doing now, using the the, the power of your influence, uh, you know, as a beauty uh, queen to drive change and to push the agenda. Are you expecting that more um, people in, in your space in the creative arts industry at least will, jo- will join that free and to push for uh, more education? Yes, please. Um,
6: as I said earlier, I'm now the face of the youth Um, As the Miss Malaika Queen, my duty is to give back to the society, is to bring everyone together. I'm now a role model for them. And so as I'm embarking on this project, they are going to listen to me. They are going to take what I say. Yeah.
2: Mm, I see. Any final uh, message uh, for our viewers, parents out there, and, and also for young girls who are aspiring to uh, just just be like you are. This is the opportune time to educate them about you know uh, you know the issues of that you're pointing out to uh, having unprotected sex and it's a likely um, risk that comes with it. What message would you like to leave these young girls with?
6: Yes. We, the youth, are the future of Ghana. We need to come together and make a change. We need to take good care of ourselves. We need to be conscious of the things we do because HIV is still in the system. The fact that you don't see the scary pictures we were seeing growing up doesn't mean there's nothing like HIV. You need to, if you are going to have sex, you need to protect yourself you don't need to engage in risky sexual behaviors because it comes at a cost you are going to bear the consequences and also hiv is not the end of the world if you if you engage or if if you you find out that you've been exposed to hiv there are so many things that can be done to help you and so we should all rise up. We should all come out of our shelves, get tested so that we can, right. can be attended to.
5: Uh,
2: and we wish you all the very best in your campaign. Uh, let, let me wrap up with you, Director General, uh, the point about funding and going forward. Uh, what would you want the general public to know about the kind of support you need and where you would want that to come from?
11: Yes, um, thank you for that question. Yesterday... Uh, because the World well, Day coincides with the Farmers' Day, we did the national deba uh, at the forecourt of the State House. And on behalf of the, the President of Ghana, who happens to be the Chairman of, of the Commission, announced to Ghana yes, that the government is going to uh, provide the needed budgetary uh, support for the HIV response. But as we know, uh, the burden of the financing HIV is much bigger than the funds available to support it. And considering the uh, challenging fiscal situation we have in the country, government cannot do it all. And it is not only Ghana where government is unable to do it all. Uh, in many countries in Africa and Asia, uh, the private sector contributes Individuals contribute, especially those who are in businesses, as well as uh, those in formal employment, they contribute to the ACE uh, fund. Some countries call it ACE trust fund. Uh, There are various models uh, or funding streams that countries have developed, and a similar one that we have also uh, developed and one of the platforms we are using is the USSD code. Oh. Star 9898 hash, uh, which was launched by uh number chief of staff on behalf of the president yesterday at the uh, DEVA. And so Star 9898 hash uh, on MTN and Vodafone, uh, you can use that and follow the prompt and donate any amount that you can uh, give to the response in support of the response. And so uh, we commend to every Ghanaian that HIV is a problem and blessed, let me make this point. We always talk about the youth because we know the critical uh, issues about the youth so far as HIV is concerned. But Majority of the people who are infected in this country are within the most economically active population. And that has serious...
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes... Only from Intuit TurboTax must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
11: for the country, and so HIV is an industry issue, it's a business issue, it's an agriculture issue, it's educational issue, it's an issue that affects the workplace, affects everybody. And so we all have to work together in contributing to support the the national HIV and AIDS response. We need to save lives. We need to prevent uh, new infections, reduce new infections to the barest minimum, and end AIDS deaths uh, and vertical transmission uh, from mother to babies in this country. All these are possible to achieve. All we need it's behaviour change and them. If we have these two, we'll definitely, by 2030, we will end AIDS.
2: And we're grateful uh, that you're spending some time with us, Director General of the AIDS Commission, Dr. Uh, Chairman Itoahini, joining us here on the polls. And we're taking a break here. When we get back, indeed, we are your election headquarters. The race is heating up for the governing new patriotic parties. Uh, Parliamentary primaries in 113 constituencies. We'll tell you uh, about what's happening and also have uh, some conversations with aspirants going into the elections. Please stay.
4: Every day, people have money emergencies. I need my school
0: emergency.
4: Come chop money emergency. Emergency emergency. Catch it. I'm your man. Emergency. Now, there's a
13: new emergency number in town. More money, more money, trouble and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star seven
8: seven zero hash for all your money emergencies
14: in chop Life. Dial star seven seven zero hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money,
5: loans, and other banking needs. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank.
8: Daddy, daddy, oh, this tank is big.
14: Yes, that's true.
1: It
8: can store a lot of water. That's
14: so true.
8: Wow, it has a working It. like this.
14: That's so true.
8: I can see everything. I-N-T-E-S, uh, mm-hmm. Syntex.
11: That is so true, my daughter.
8: But it's further too spiral. That's
11: not true.
8: But why? Hey.
11: Yay! <sniffs> Syntex <características> was the first to introduce double-layer tongues in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong?
14: Are you tough?
9: Get involved and
14: vote in the district level elections to choose assembly members and unit committee members. The Electoral Commission of Ghana is calling on all Ghanaians to vote in the upcoming district-level elections on Tuesday 19 December 2023 from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. to elect new members to the various district assemblies and unit committees in the electoral areas in all polling stations around the country. The ballot paper for the district assembly elections will bear the names of your electoral area and candidates with their photographs. As a voter, you have to select only one candidate. You then go for the ballot paper for the unit committee elections, which also bears the names of the units and candidates with their photographs. And voters are to select only five candidates. Participate actively in selecting your local representative to the various metropolitan, municipal and district assemblies. Remember, district assembly and unit committee members are your agents for development. So go to your polling stations and vote on Tuesday, 19 December 2023. Get Your vote is your future.
2: And indeed, we are your election headquarters. The governing new patriotic party will this weekend hold parliamentary primaries in 113 constituencies to select candidates for the 2024 general elections. Director uh, of elections uh, for the party, Evans Namako says all is set for a free, fair and transparent election as our uh, prelude to the coverage. On Saturday, we put a spotlight on the Ablai central constituency where presidential staff and also deputy director of communications uh, at the seat of government
13: A break for either party. Ebenezer Nati won the seat for the MPP in 2016 but succumbed to defeat in 2020 to the NDC. He is once again considered a front runner in the upcoming race. But presidential staffer Jefferson Saki says he is the best man to win back the seat for the governing MPP and he has a strong backing from the constituency.
6: I was going, I saw him on TV. So personally, i like him the way he's calm and humble so when he came to the constituency i see him as somebody who can bring people together and he's been loved by
13: jefferson saki has implemented several welfare centered projects and programs and that has drawn him to a lot of the constituent
6: i witnessed the jefferson health on 10th march 2023 he thinking of the well-being of the delegates especially with their health, if someone does not have the health insurance card, it means when the person goes to the hospital and the person doesn't have money, when the person is heading to the gateway of his or her
14: death. Just recently, there was a there was an assault case which had to be with one of the polling stations uh, executive. Uh, we took him to the Mabrobi Polyclinic and with the We were able to go through the hotel. At the end of the day, I think the amount we paid was 10 CDs.
6: I'm a beneficiary of Jefferson Saki's educational support. I had a scholarship to further my master's education at Ken West Institute of Distance Learning. Yes, I had an amount of 10,000 Ghana students, which was to pay for my tuition for my master's
13: degree. He is regarded as the one to win the seat for the party by
4: these constituents. three
13: other contenders Lawrence and yet a j braco amwafo samuel and collins amwa are also laying claim to being the best people to lead a party in the ablikuma central constituency into the 2024 elections the question still remains who will lead the npp in the 2024 parliamentary elections in one of Ghana's swing constituencies, Samuel Kojo Brace joins us, Central.
2: Well, and that aspirant we're talking about says is leading a campaign for the new energy agenda, a manifesto of hope for the NPP uh, delegates in the Ablekuma Central area. Jefferson Saki is my guest here on the Pulse. It's good to be uh, talking to you after you know a very busy schedule. You're finding time for us to have a yeah, conversation. And, and good time. <laughs> indeed. You're back home, but uh, I'm just going through uh, your uh, manifesto. I believe this is uh, one of a kind because we've not seen this in a very long time. And you say that quote: "I will be committed to a different kind of leadership, one that is dedicated to your welfare, your livelihood, and your economic growth, not." private gains. What kind of a leadership is that?
15: Well, we're looking at um, having a leadership in Ablikuma Central constituency that will be there for the people. Mm. Um, most importantly, their welfare. Um, I keep saying that there are two different stages in this political you know, agenda. Most importantly, um, ensuring that your political tradition, you know, the tradition that I belong, the new patriotic party, the delegates in there um, are, are, are well-to-do, right taking care of their livelihoods, their, their health, their education, and all these kind of things. I mean, um, one of the key things that we've been able to uh, institutionalize is the welfare support program. Right. Uh, which today is enhancing, you know, uh, and ensuring that, you know, the various electoral areas, the seven electoral areas in our constituency, you know, have some funds, you know, in, in their welfare scheme. Right a dedicated amount of 10,000 Ghana cities into all seven electoral areas, making it a 70,000 Ghana city welfare support scheme. And I am very proud and happy that today, you know, in all seven electoral areas, you know, our welfare is uh, y-
2: well. y- You're coming up against three other individuals, I believe. That's correct. Why should your people, and I mean the delegates, going for Jefferson Sack?
15: Well, we, we, it's about time we have an energized young man, um, somebody who can, you know, breathe in a fresh air, uh, into the constituency, uh, this is one of the most important constituencies in the greater Accra region. And anytime you know, we get the numbers in Ablikuma Central constituency, right. obviously because of, you know, the kinds of people that we have in there, they are so kind, you know, spare Pass dealers yeah, association, right. that is where, you know, our party gets a chunk, you know, of, of their votes. So uh, the, the, the quest to find a leader who is youthful, who has the, the ability, the capacity you know, that energy that is needed to drive the constituency. And somebody the constituents can also look up to, basically, because I, I keep saying that it is about time that, you know, our party finds a candidate who is able to break into, you know, the other parties as well. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, election results are, have been very close over the years. Right. In 2016, for example, we're looking at a vote difference of 6,000 by 2020, the NDC closed it up okay. and then beat, up, beat us up with 204 votes. And so these statistics and facts tell you that we need a candidate who will be much more appealing also not to the new patriotic party delegates. Yeah,
2: but, but indeed, if you look at the political history of the area, I guess it's, been a, it's good, fair to target as a swing area.
15: Well, it, it is fair to say that, but um, the record doesn't really, really show that. Um, because if you look at the 2006 elections mm-hmm. where we won for the very first time right. um, with Honorable C.S. Crab, the late mm-hmm. um Okule Norte, Victor Okule Norte, uh, the, the former MP, right. won it on three consecutive times on the ticket of our party. That is to say that... Our party was able to hold... Okay, so you have, you've you've held it for more... Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think it is about the relationship that the candidates, mm-hmm. perhaps, or the member of parliament would have with the people. Mm-hmm. Those are the kinds of things that would determine whether a particular party can hold the seat for that long or not.
2: Let's talk about the downside of being a youthful person, because some say the 2024 general elections is a very crucial one. You need someone with much more experience. Probably an age might be giving that uh, uh, out to, to anyone who's relatively older. Is that not a stronger argument to say that, it's going to be a tough election for the governing NPP. You've been in power for eight years. Eight years. You're seeking to break the eight, and some baggage may come along with it. So you need someone with much more political experience.
15: Yes, and the political experience, you know, doesn't come that easy. Um, I think that from 2007, when I jumped onto the political right. campaign trail of the New Patriotic Party, you know, supporting and you know, communicating for the then candidate and uh, now President yeah. Nena Adodankwa Ekufuado, traveling the length and breadth you know, of our country, knowing the, uh, the ups and downs of the game of politics. Yeah. It is very good to say that we need that kind of experience. But I can say that I think I've, I've gained enough experience, both outside government and both in, you know, inside government. I remember when we lost the, the 2008 election, you know, coming back into mainstream media, Uh, but not leaving the party and still getting committed to it and learning more, you know, what the party can do, you know, in order to come back. And we did everything we could. Um, I'm happy that I was able to, you know, support the party through my own, you know, communication skills or all the things that we learned in school. And today it's paying off. So when we talk about political experience, I think that, um, you know, working with the president yes. and studying, you know, the president of the Republic, who I should say is the most experienced politician in our country yes. today because he's tasted defeat, he's been able to bounce back and all that. I mean these are the kinds of experiences that I think I have gained yes. and not just locally but also internationally. You know, conducting yes. and reporting um, elections in Liberia, in Sierra Leone yes. in in Rwanda, and all these countries, you know, I think adds up to my experience when it comes to politics.
2: And it's good that you're talking about your background and and, and where you're coming from. And that's why many say, we didn't see this coming. Yes. Is this something you've always longed for? Well, what's been the
1: inspiration?
15: I think I've always um, loved
1: the science of politics. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket?
15: Um, but I've never, I never thought for once that I would one day, you know, bring myself up to yeah. be, to be on, the, on the ballot paper. But I think everything happens together for a reason. Um, I think this experience has been an amazing one. Mm-hmm. Um, my constituents are very excited about the fact that, you know, Jefferson has come in coming with a new kind of energy. And today, the, the respect that our polling station executives, you know, need in the Abulekuma Central constituency, they're actually gaining it back obviously because there is a competitor who has brought in some new energy and shaking all other people to you know to sit up and do things right. And so, I mean, this is what I can say for now. Um, I never expected it to happen, but today it is happen- happening. happening. Yeah. And I'm very confident that I've you know traveled the length and breadth of the constituency from Ambrook to Ajembu to Batri to koshi to Mataheku to... You know, all seven electoral areas of our constituency. I've sent, you know, my message of hope, you know, to the good people of Ablekuma Central constituency, especially mm-hmm. our distinguished polling station executives. And I'm very confident that, you know, by the grace of God, tomorrow um, they would, they would reign in you know, happiness.
2: We'll talk about your expectation for tomorrow, but uh, you're dealing beyond the delegates. Uh, if indeed you're giving the nod, you would have to campaign, you have to sell a message across. What message would that be? It
15: is the new energy message, you know, because uh, the the kind of challenges that we have in Ablikoma Central constituents is quite enormous. You know, poor road infrastructure in there. If you go to areas like Shukura, the Russia areas, the Zungu Junction traffic lights, all these things would have to be tackled. It is unfortunate that, I mean, we have not seen some kind of development over the past, you know, years. Obviously, um, I would say that it's basically because of maybe the kind of member of parliament that we have. There is a. What, that why not why, not? why is
2: it not the case that it's about Jefferson who's not been helping? No, although no, you come see, from the community. See,
15: for, for what we can do mm-hmm. is is to ensure mm-hmm. that the people get what they want, yeah. basically. But you have not been giving the power you know, to represent the people at the are the right places that you need to represent the people. Because let's not also forget that when the people vote for you, yeah. it's basically like they're enshrining their strength, their powers, their spirit into you for you to represent them. As a member of parliament, as a leader of a constituency, you have the ability, the capacity to represent the, the, the constituency in all shapes and forms. Mm. For example, yeah. you can go to a minister who is basically your friend and say, mm-hmm. look, honorable minister, I'm representing the people of Ablikuma Central right. constituency. These are the road networks that need to be done. I'm doing the best that I can, and I can tell you there are some road networks within the constituencies that, you know, over the past months or year or so, I've been, you know, pushing, negotiating, and making sure that you know those networks are done. But if your representative in parliament does not have that spirit of, you know, lobbying or negotiation, then it becomes. a big you're
2: stoking a big de- debate here, and, and it's part of the criticisms that will face you that you are at an influential uh, position now in the government, if roads, roads had to be fixed, it has to be fixed by the government. Mm-hmm. So if you're accusing the MP for the area for that, then everyone will come back to say, why do you need to be MP to fix all of these problems, when indeed you can talk to the ministers on RBL?
15: You know, the, there's always a government budgetary allocation, basically, yes. you know, for every constituency, for every municipal assembly. Yes. Uh, the budget is always not enough or substantial to do a lot of the development that needs to be done. What I'm saying is that we need somebody who would represent, you know, the constituency. Obviously, somebody who has been given the power by the people, representing them. I mean, the queue for a very long time to elect you into office and all that. You sit in parliament. You're sitting in parliament with ministers, you are ministers of state who are in a capacity or who are in a very good position to help the constituency. All ministers will tell you, Jefferson is doing, I do the best I can, mm-hmm. and within the constituency, you know, recently we have our school placement issues coming up. Right. And you can imagine the number of people that will come to you, obviously because of, you know, the position that you, you right. hold. Right. You know, yes, you may be, you know, in government, but your power, you know, stops at a certain limit mm-hmm. because you are not the, the final authority that has been elected, that has been given the power to represent them. You can represent them in a very casual way, do the best that you can, uh, myself, for example, and the municipal chief executive, and then also our current constituency chairman, you know, there's a very strong, cordial relationship between, you know, all of us. So, uh, the little that I can do, you know, with the power, the little that I have, I'm able to do for our constituent members. And, you know, talk of scholarships, talk of education support programs, all these things have been done. It is my prayer that the people of Ablikuma Central constituency, starting with our police station executives, will give me
2: that spirit. That's power to be able to. What are your chances going into the election?
15: Well, I think I, I stand a very good chance, obviously because of you know what I've done over the years and, and over the months. My message of a new energy and a new hope for Ablikuma Central constituency. Um, over the past seven days, I've been going into all seven electoral areas with my last push campaign. And I think um, our police station executives are all braced up for a very good story tomorrow. But I can tell you that I stand a very, very good chance, 70% of winning
2: the, the elections. Okay, tomorrow. 70%, I'll mark that down, and, <laughs> and of course give you a call tomorrow once that process uh, is done. Uh, the new patriotic party is the vehicle uh, that you'd be, of course, using to champion your race for uh, the 2024 parliamentary seats. Do you feel that... That vehicle is marketable enough within the Ablikuma uh, area for, for which you have the advantage of winning the 2024 elections.
15: It is very marketable um, and it basically because of the many, many social interventions that we have. And a lot of, of my people are the beneficiaries of it. I mean, aside the free SHS policy that is here, you know, the various you know, scholarship programs that are on, uh, the people really do see it. The the reality is that we're faced with some serious economic challenges, and the President has basically admitted it. You know, the finance minister's last budget was very clear on the way forward. And I'm very confident, um, sitting where I sit Mm -hmm. and seeing what I am seeing, I'm very confident that moving into the year 2024 there is a lot that government is putting in place to ensure that we have a very, very successful you know, election in 2024. But most importantly, the livelihood of the Ghanaian people, something that has always been on the heart of the president. And I'm sure that you know, our political tradition, from the general secretary to the chairman, you know, to the various you know, constituency and national executives, we're all braced up for very good
2: days. And you're tagging all of that to one... Anthem or slogan Breaking the Eight yes. and you're seeking to break the eight with uh, Dr. Baumia who's uh, being criticized of making so many promises and hasn't achieved much do you share in these criticisms
15: It is unfair to say that he hasn't achieved much. I mean there are lots that you know Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has been able to you know achieve in our country let's always be reminded that you know there is always a leader of, 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 a, of a nation. Uh, he has been a very loyal, mm-hmm. uh, committed vice president of our republic. He, yeah. he has basically championed the agenda of the president of the republic, Nana Adodankwa Ekufuado. And I'm very sure that you, hear, you, know, you heard what he said, for example, right. when he, he was delivering his victory speech on that night, uh, which says that, look, every leader has his own ambition and vision. Right. Uh, he made us very much aware that his vision is quite clear, and perhaps maybe very different from, you know, the vision in which we find ourselves today. Mm-hmm. But talk of track record, I think uh, Dr. Barumia has been able to do a lot in, in our country, if for nothing at all, you know, the, the fact that the digital system of our country today is working, all of us as youth mm-hmm. are, are very proud to be part of his agenda. And I must say, and I must tell you, that the plans that we have moving into the 2024 election is going to change a, a lot of narrative A lot of things that he's been able to do, perhaps we've not been able to capture it and document it very well. But I can assure you that, you know, moving forward into 2024, all these things. But but how
2: come that that doesn't appear to be paying off? Uh, We've seen the ratings already come through uh, from the Global Info Analytics, um, putting a number of candidates before uh, persons in Zongo communities and Ina communities just to find out what their thoughts are about the vice president, the likes of John Romani Mahama, Alan Kujuchermatin, who says he wants to be president now on a different ticket and others. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia comes second to John Romani Mahama. Is that not a vote of no confidence on the very community he comes from and the fact right. that that might spill over and affect the new patriotic party? No,
15: no, let's not, let's not forget about the fact that, look, um, he is the candidate of government, basically. Mm-hmm. And I think it is fair to say that every, um, everything, every baggage of the president, every baggage of our party, mm-hmm. every baggage of, you know, the challenges today that perhaps we are facing in this country would obviously, you know, be on him. But I am very confident from the way things are going and what we are looking at. And the, the
2: figures uh, are nothing to go by? You're dismissive about the figures?
15: No, no, the figures are basically nothing to go by. What I believe in is that he's just been elected as a flag bearer you know, of our party. Um, the plans that he had for our party, he's going to rule them out. His vision, his manifesto, and all those things are going to come out. And when those things are able to come out, we will very... Uh, see clearly. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think that anybody should be very surprised knowing that you have somebody who's been president of our republic before, from vice president uh, to president of the republic to a presidential candidate, you know, being in a contest with a a vice president who, for the very first time... Same trajectory, by the way. For the very first time, Mm -hmm. he's been elected to be the, the flag bearer of the party. I think that it is very obvious that your initial records, your initial research... Would show per time and per season, mm-hmm. everything will show that look, this guy has been here for a very long time and so he's much more popular. But I can assure you, moving into you know December 2023, uh, the first uh, few months of 2024, uh, well, they should come back and do another research and they're going to see something very different. I see, and, and that's and, and, where you're going to see the strength and
2: power. And in fact, there's something instructive in terms of analysis we did, uh, pointing out that the elections will partly be, be, be dependent on not just these two individuals, John Mahama, Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya, but who would partner them and from what region they'll be coming from. Yeah. Uh, the suggestion about the new patriotic party, perhaps going back to your base, the Ashanti region, some say come to the greater Accra region, maybe the Ablikuma <laughs> area and go for Jeff, because that's where, of course, the NPP lost to John Mahama in the last elections. Where should the running mate be coming from?
15: Well, I think that is a, is a sole responsibility and the decision of, of the Vice President, yes. who is now our, our candidate, and I think he's doing a lot of work on that. Yes. Obviously, you know, there are several names that have come up and all that, and I think all the people that, are, that have been mentioned are people who are in a very good position and very capable, you know, of being Vice President, but... Uh, he is the the right yeah, You said to
2: you, you told us that you've learnt University. a lot. You've told us yes, that you've learnt yes, a lot. Yes, oh, which region should, should the candidate, mm-hmm. vice presidential candidate, well, be coming from? Well, I
15: I cannot say exactly where the region, mm-hmm. you know, which region the vice president should be coming from. Mm-hmm. The candidate, mm-hmm. but what I can assure you of that this is going to be a decision of the vice president who is now our presidential candidate he's doing a lot of consultation obviously with you know council of
2: elders
15: and patrons of our
2: party what's your personal analysis of where the candidate should be coming from
15: well i think we've always had a certain tradition that says that if your president is from the north um, your your other you know vice president should be from perhaps any of the akan you know speaking areas and it's always been and so vice versa, I believe that that is going to be, you know, the, the trajectory that this would be going. Mm. You know, aside that, it also dependent on the kind of relationship that the, the president to be, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Al-Haji Mahamudou would also have. And always, in, in choosing your vice president, it should always be somebody that you can flow with. Mm. And I'm very always excited when I see our president today and the vice president. I mean... I've sat in government meetings and I see the cordiality that exists between the two. There not been once mm-hmm. where the two are noggerheads with each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, in, in cabinet meeting meetings and in meetings, the vice president, right. you know, sometimes is very strong on his personal decisions. And the, 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 there is so much respect on the side of the president himself who basically respect the decisions mm-hmm. and views of people. And I think, you know, these are the things that we are going to... Uh, see. Right. and I'm sure uh, Alhaji Dr Mahmoud baumia is going to uh, select somebody he can also have that kind of flu, that
2: if possibly from the sh- with, south with, and the Ashanti region, as you're telling us, perhaps. maybe perhaps yes, maybe. Uh, is that not creeping into your primaries now? Because uh, many are beginning to do internal uh, politicking. It, it looks like um, uh, the the spillover effect from your a very fiercely contested presidential primaries is not over. Some are even, you know, bringing that to, to the parliamentary level. We, we see that all over on social media, uh, people tagging candidates with, with this camp or the other. Do you see yourself to be aligned with, with any any of the, uh, you know, um, presidential the, aspirants or candidates?
15: The reality is that we had a, a free and fair election and a leader of our party has been chosen and we are all rallying behind the leader. I think it is about time that we all bury our, you know, differences. Uh, some perhaps w- which would have wished, you know, perhaps candidates A, B or C, you know, would have won. But I'm very excited about, you know, the happening so far, the fact that, you know, all other uh, candidates who contested in the elections are in a very good and cordial relationship with the vice president himself. Uh, the gentleman's approach by the vice president, immediately he won, moving into the houses of the various candidates, um, you know, telling them the need for them to come on board because the most important thing is that the unity of our party is what we are looking
2: is at. Is that not creeping into your constituency, for instance, where people are just aligning themselves, accusing candidates here and there of, you know, coming from a certain country cam- and we, we need to be honest. You, you, yeah. you uh, are from, uh, of course, the seat of government, so the accusation is, well, he's being supported by the vice president. Everyone is going in for him because that's where he works. Well, well, it, and due advantage, I, I guess. Mean, these,
15: mm-hmm. these challenges, mm-hmm. you know, has not affected our primaries in Ablikuma Central constituency, right. mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, for God's sake. I mean, because uh, the reality is that we had a contest, a free and fair contest. Um, people were just free on deciding on which candidates they want to support. Right. Um, it, it was one of the most beautiful elections where we all supported in one way or the other. When you look at the various camps, you know, those who supported Honorable you know, Kennedy in Japan, right. those who supported uh, al Haji Dr. Mahmoud, Baumia, Friya Koto, and all the likes, were all, you know, uh, on the same field, doing their own bidding, doing their own campaigns. Mm. The moment the ballots were poured, the separations were done, and the counting was done, it was just beautiful seeing all of us coming together, bracing ourselves for a, a united new patriotic party, basically because we need this united front, this force of unity, is what we need in order to bring the aid in, in 2024.
2: I see. Uh, just one more time before I you know, give you the final opportunity to, to share your vision again, Um the point about the outgoing president, or I mean, now he's still our president, so uh, President Akufando and his comments uh, on that night, very night when, of course, he was handing over to uh, Dr. Mahmoud as the leader of the NPP. He seems to be fixated on handing over power to another NPP um, government. And, and he keeps repeating that, that comment over and over again. And now, this time around, the last one, referring directly to John Dramani-Mahama, the fact that he cannot afford to see um, power being handed over to John Dramani-Mahama. Is is, is the president having any fixation on John Mahama, or it's just the case that he simply wants to see his party win?
15: I don't think it is a fixation. I mean, I don't don't think there is any smart politician who will be willing to give out... Uh, power easily, yeah, to but the he's position. very
2: particular about yes. you know where we will because hand over power to an, an NPP be, because, but
15: you see, he says all yeah. these things, you know, bearing in mind mm. that every process, every electoral process in our country is done through a democratic process. So, why not allow the
2: people of Ghana to decide that? But
15: why shouldn't he campaign for his political party and also for
2: his candidates?
15: I think there's nothing wrong with it.
2: I mean, you, you see um, that much more I mean, as a campaign. Yes, yeah, but, but he's emphatic. Okay. He says, I'll hand over, because, well, to what be the case, I'll hand over to because, the next MPP or yeah, a next MPP president. He's
15: been able to build a certain foundation, and it will be very important to, you know, hand over power to somebody who can continue, you know, his foundation that he's been able to lay. Um, He has the master plan, at least Al-Haji Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has a view of how the master plan looks like. Mm -hmm. He is in a better position to continue with the construction that President Nana Adodankwa-Ekufwadu is doing so far. So there's nothing wrong if the President says, look, it is my wish, it is my will, it is my vision, and perhaps um, my own uh, wish, basically, that
2: you'll be more diplomatic about the comments those were not the exact those were not the exact words Jeff, of the of the president the president is emphatic. He says, I will hand over to the next MPP government. And that is his wish, and that yeah, is but his but prayer. That's, that's, not that's, that's not a, a wish. He, that's not that a is. wish. He's very it's emphatic. Some say that's is. an anti-democratic no, statement is, from the is, president. It is a
15: good wish for the Ghanaian people. Mm. It is a good wish for the Ghanaian people because, look, a lot of things have happened in our country. We know the economy that we inherited as a government. You remember, basically, uh, between 2015 and 2016, the kinds of demonstrations that were ongoing, the doomsores that we were experiencing, the, 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 the you know companies that were shutting down and all these things. I think these are not good days that any serious citizen or politician would want to go
12: back. Hello, saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells
0: Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC.
15: And so what I'm saying is that the president is the leader of our country today. He, has, he is basically the immediate past leader of our party. Um, he, he has a plan. He's been able to share his plan with the vice president, who is also coming in basically with his own vision, mm-hmm. with his own ambition, his own plan for our country. But what is most important, I keep saying that if we had yeah. you know, continued as a government You know, when President John Ejecum Kufo left in 2008, perhaps I'm sure that, you know, the kind of development that we were seeing at that time wouldn't have stalled for us to go back into what we saw basically in 2015, 2016. So I think the President's wish and will is that our country, our political tradition is able to hold on to power, not through illegal means, but through what our party fought for, the 1992 struggle to gain, uh, to be able to have you know, the Fourth Republic, as vibrant as it is today, yeah. that has basically been their mm-hmm. ambition, uh,
2: ambition. Unfortunately, some are challenging that verdict. Uh, you've seen the uh, Fix the Country movement or so doing their, uh, it's, uh, they are now uh, using a new name for, for the uh, protest that happened earlier this year. Mm-hmm. That exercise is likely to, beginning, to begin this month as well, as we understand. Um, they want the president to resign.
15: I think it's, a, it's only a political move, basically. Um, everybody knows in this country what the president has been able to do. Uh, I think uh, these are things that you should expect, basically moving into an election here where politicians try as much as possible to fuel you know, a lot of you know, uh, sentiments around. And uh, this, is, this is what I'm seeing. Mm. But what I can tell you is that moving into 2024... Uh, the president is very focused. He knows that he, in- he inherited a very poor economy, and he will be very excited to hand over an economy that is doing well, that is booming, and I'm very certain that we, are- we will be able to achieve that as a
2: government. Okay. Uh, accepts and a prelude to the new energy agenda. Uh, and I see on the last page that you say, I see a <laughs>
11: Yes, because I'm number four
2: on the balance. <laughs> Some say you're learning from President Kufuor. <laughs> uh, yes, so yes, far. wind of change in 2000, yes. Yes, so your message to uh, delegates, those who are you know, uh, indeed going with this Asieho campaign, yes. w- w- what would you want them to know?
15: Yes, there are 1,525 delegates you know, who are polling station executives in our party, five council of elders, five council of patrons, 17 executives, you know, 21 coordinators. I am pleading with all of them to be able to give me the nod, to be able to lead our political tradition in the Ablikuma Central constituency, the new energy is an energy of hope. We're bringing something new into the political tradition of our party. And I'm very confident that when I'm elected as a parliamentary candidate, the unity that we need to be able to break the eight in Ablikuma Central constituency, Jefferson Kwame will be your best candidate for that. And I'm saying this with the grace and the will of God. May it come to pass. Thank
2: you. Okay. Uh- I'll keep this. I'll keep this one because uh, it will be, of course, <laughs> the document that will mark you with <laughs> when indeed yes. uh, you get that opportunity. But, Jeff, it's been great talking to you. And uh, you're back on air. <laughs> you're back on air. Good. It feels good it to be, to, good to be, to be back yes. where, where, of course, uh, you, you you were years ago. But uh, Jeff Sinsaki will be on the ballot. Uh, and, of course, number four, yes. uh, you're asking people to support you. So we'll be there to cover and to see uh, what then happens. Uh, and, of course, that's all we have for you in this package of the polls. I'm blessed to We'll see you again. Until then, log on to myjoyonline.com for updates. We are your election headquarters, and we'll be bringing you a coverage of the uh, primaries of the NPP in terms of parliamentary for often constituencies. There's more coming your way. It's been a pleasure being with you. Bye-bye for now.